6.37 on this Tuesday morning. Let's check in with Czech News' Rob Shaw. He is here with his take on the day's headlines. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Lots to talk about this morning. Let's start with BC Ferries. You were talking with the Premier about what the heck is going on with BC Ferries. Yeah, the ferry system right now is an unmitigated mess, as your station has covered. You know, the chaos on Friday, there was a police incident that had this cascade effect, and you're stuck in, people were stuck in lines for the entire day. There's not enough crew, there's too many people sick, there's sailings cancelled seemingly every few days, and backups, and really angry people wondering what the heck is going on here. And I asked the Premier yesterday, well, is there... A solution on the horizon? What is this? It, it was interesting because he tied the problems in BC ferries to the CEO, uh, Mark Collins, which his government fired last month. And he said he thinks that firing was overdue. He said if you talk to people in a lineup at BC ferries right now, they'd say, hey, what took you so long to get rid of that guy? And he's pinning the turnaround on BC ferries on new executive leadership, which uh, BC ferries says is going to take probably six months to hire a new CEO. And the new CEO is going to have to solve the problems without new money. Uh, The province could add some more operating funding into BC Ferries, but the Premier said uh, that doesn't look like it's on the table. What is going to happen, though, is the government is going to define something that's called the public interest in BC Ferries. It's part of legislation that passed quietly a couple of years ago that lets it define public interest and force the ferry corporation to operate in that way. And so the new executive that's coming in is going to have not only that defined, but also a government that's taken a really hands-on approach to BC ferries. Now it has direct control through NDP insider Joy McPhail, who's chairing the board now. And I think we're going to see a lot more micromanagement of BC ferries going forward, not to the point where we turn it back into a crown corporation and end that weird fake private structure that that occurs, you know, a private company with one shareholder, that's the public. Uh, The premier said that's not on the table either uh, because it's a money issue. So, uh, you know, look, it's not getting, I I mean, we're ending the summer, so maybe the lineups will get better organically because fewer people are going to travel. But until the new leadership team is in, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of provincial help coming for BC Ferries. No, and, and you're right. When you went through the list, uh, kind of just of the most recent issues and the lineups, does the Premier really think, though, I'm not sure if you went and talked to people, especially those with the, the police incident that were camped out for so many hours, does he really think that that's what's going through the public's mind, that, oh, if only you'd fired that CEO sooner? My guess is people <laughs> have other uh, issues and other ideas as to what's broken there as well. Sure. Yeah. The communication was horrendous uh, from BC Ferries on Friday. You know, people in line all day have no idea what's going on. Generally, the corporation is uh, people love to hate it uh, because of all the little things that it does. It's it's immensely unpopular uh, no matter what. And so it and this is a very complex problem. You not only have, um, you know, what BC Ferries argued wasn't really a hiring shortage because they did manage to hire enough people, but Transport Canada regulations, COVID regulations, certain uh, very valuable people who ended up, you know, like captains and senior crew ended up being sick and you can't sail a boat without them. But the public doesn't want to hear really complex (laughs) issues like that. They just want, I think the premier is a very astute political uh, uh, individual and he knows that the sack and the CEO is a a little bit of the bloodletting that the public might want. Uh, And they're going to give the government 
They're giving them a month so far to fix the problems, and it hasn't happened. But they might be giving them a little bit more time, and uh, he's going to use it because I don't think there's easy solutions to those problems that uh, that don't involve some more money for BC Ferries. No, exactly. And again, with the public, I mean, you would know uh, with where you live, it's not cheap to travel on the ferries. And here we go. We're coming up to another long weekend. And uh, the question I think people ask isn't, uh, will there be a ferry breakdown? We're waiting to see, okay, which ferry breaks down before this long weekend? Mm-hmm. How bad is it going to be? Not is it going to be bad is the, is the sort of question. And, and there's not much you can do about it because it is going to be what it is. And you're going to have to check your, your you know, the website and the, and the, the latest information because um, it will not be solved by this weekend. It's, it's going to be bad uh, and it'll probably continue to be bad for the next few months. And that's just the way it is. So, uh, you know, gov- if government really wanted to. It could bring BC Ferries back in to government. It could fund it appropriately. It could lower ticket prices. It could it could do those things if it wanted. It doesn't want to do that because there's billions in debt on BC Ferries books from building its ships and terminals and upgrades. And if it puts that debt on the provincial debt, then it squeezes out hospitals and schools and bridges and other things it wants to build. So the, the NDP, for all of its kind of righteousness on BC Ferries, they continue to make the same decisions the BC Liberals did. It's better to leave this thing as a fake private company, keep its finances off of our finances, blame it when things go wrong, don't give it more money when it needs it, and kind of just every now and again fire somebody or get really upset, uh, but not solve the structural problems at BC Ferry. So that you know, if you if you're looking to if you're looking to blame um, uh, you know the the structural problems, there's successive governments now that have chosen the way BC Ferries runs on purpose, and and that's just the way it is. And uh, like you said, uh, brace for another very, very busy, busy long weekend. Uh, Rob, we're also talking a bit later on. We have the school trustees joining us. Uh, They're going to be responding to the announcement yesterday, the $60 million, mainly for things like school meal programs. What are your thoughts on this funding announcement that came out yesterday? Yeah, there's two interesting parts to it, I think. $60 million, as you mentioned, there's 60 school districts. Uh, you know, big ones are going to get more money, but uh, even small districts will get a guaranteed at least $250,000 for school meal programs, more kids, more food, helping to pay for field trip fees, and helping to cover supply costs. Uh, it is part of, actually, the inflation relief package that Premier John Horgan promised more than four months ago. So the rest of that is coming next week. We've heard... BC hydro rates uh, might be a part of that or some sort of hydro relief and maybe even some direct money, inflationary rebate uh, kind of money coming back through possibly the climate action tax credit program. So people want a government to provide some help to cover the cost of inflation. This is part of that, which you might not associate with it, but it is. And it is only one time funding. So when you're talking to trustees, they're uh, more than likely going to say, this is great. We're, we, we can use this. It'll help people. It'll help kids. It'll help uh, parents, but it's not permanent. And so next year, that top up's gone, and people will have to revert back. Um, and but it, I think it will be welcome and useful for a, for a lot of districts that can find a way to to spend that money. Right, and uh, like you said, one time funding, and uh, we'll find out more. So, should we expect, like you said, to a hydro rebate or something like that, as far as so expanding it beyond schools for for British Columbians when it comes to some of that relief? Yeah, I think, you know, government, 
it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Because remember the ICBC rebate, uh, which was not that much money. It was like, I think, $110. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, that was a few months ago. Actually, people just got it in the last month or two. That didn't go over that well. I think people thought, that's not a lot of money. It cost government a lot. But it wasn't really received that well. It was like, fine, give it to me. But is that the best you can do? And so I think what the government is more looking at this time around is an income-based financial assistance. So, yeah, we're not going to give everyone checks whether they need it or not. We're going to give people who need it the most. And I, I'm expecting to see some type of income test or some type of sliding scale in this relief. Uh, and that was a better target, better way to target than just giving people cash and a lot of people going, eh, you know, that's it. So that's what I think we'll see next week. <laughs> all right. And Rob, one other note, public accounts doesn't sound all that exciting, but this is a no. big deal when it comes to what we're looking at government and the, the finances of government. Yeah. Wake up. It's public accounts, everybody. Wake up. It's, <laughs> oh, it's boring. And it's, it's, comp, it's confusing, too, because this public accounts is when the province closes the books on the last fiscal year. So we're talking about the budget from 2021, if you can remember that far back. That was coming out of COVID. We had this huge $9.7 billion deficit that we were forecast because everything was in chaos. It's got better. And I think we're going to close those books today uh, uh, with a surplus, which was extraordinary when you think of the time. But the economy was doing well. Housing was red hot. All of those things. And I, I think it's going to be a bit of a mirage because th- this the financial accounting we get today goes from last year until March 31st of this year. And since then, inflation's gone up, interest rates have gone up, the housing market's cooling, people are spending less. It's going to get tighter for government, but we're not going to see that today. Today is going to be celebrations and look at how we've done and the government's going to take a lot of credit. I think a lot of this money and and help has come from Ottawa. The economy has done really well. So uh, good news today, I think we can expect from the finance minister, but maybe not in the future. Things are going to get a little tighter uh, in reality as, as the months go on. All right. So we will be watching for that uh, for sure. Rob, thank you so much once again. Great to chat with you this morning. Okay, take care. You too. That is Rob Shaw, political correspondent with Czech News with today's View from Victoria.